0: It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth.
1: Presented by
0: Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome
1: in to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Uh, your host, Mark Schlereth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans. Scott DeHuff, producing the show. want to thank uh, the great folks over at Sweet Sweat for being a presenting sponsor for all your exercise and fitness needs and all your supplements and all that kind of stuff. I'm taking my Sweet Sweat bands to work out in the hotel in Seattle this weekend. All my supplements. Uh, that's Sweet Sweat. Check them out at sweetsweat.com. And then also the great people over at SuperBook. America's best bet. Jay Cornegay will uh join us later to uh critique our picks. And Mike, it is a uh I don't want to wh- talk about it. I, I don't I don't want to talk about it. And I don't blame you. I'm not talking about it. I wouldn't want to talk about it either because I am uh What I mean You're kicking my ass, okay? Yeah. Can we just I, move I'm on? Not, you know I'm not one I don't like to brag. God. You know that. I'm I'm a really now I'm learning firsthand what you've always said. I'm a what'd you say I'm a good loser I'm a good but I'm loser. a bad winner yeah i'm I'm seeing that yeah so uh we'll talk about that a little later in the program how are you, buddy i'm good i'm good yeah. i'm uh i'm I'm really excited to watch you uh call your game Seattle and and San Francisco because this this NFC West is just gonna be a blast to watch all all four all all teams are over five hundred. I mean, this is just going to be a lot of fun to watch throughout the year. You know, as I was watching film, you know what I kept thinking to myself? We had Kyle Shanahan, we being the Broncos, had Kyle Shanahan in our building. And we chose Vance Joseph. No offense to Vance Joseph. But did they not have Kyle Shanahan in the building? Did they not interview Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, but in fairness to the Broncos, they already had an established, successful GM in place in John Elway. San Francisco was going to give Shanahan the chance to to pick his GM, and Which he picked, ended up being the case with John Lynch. Yeah, well, you know, so, hindsight being twenty twenty, based upon the drafts here, been a good move. Well, I, hey, listen here's the here's the here's the amazing thing. Like you look at the amount of injury. You look at the amount of turnover. You look at the amount of things that have gone on for the 49ers. And there has been a ton. They were down to practice squad running backs, pulled Jeff Wilson off the practice squad, went for 112 against New England. They have just absolutely physically dominated people. Here's the, here's the great thing. Like the volume of the run game based on the root of the run game for San Francisco, is really the the stretch, the wide stretch, the zone stretch. But you see the nuance to what they are doing. So I had this conversation with uh, John Harbaugh a year ago where they decided to go in a different direction with their quarterback, as we know, Lamar Jackson, who won the MVP. They decided to go in a different direction. And John was like, hey, listen, man, there hasn't been a new concept in the passing game in 20 years. Everybody runs the same crap. You know, it's just a matter of how you design and how you... But it's all the same route combinations and all that stuff, right? How you design it. Is it three by one? Is it a two by two? Is it whatever? What's the motion we use? And all this kind of stuff. Um, And he said, but there are tons of runs open to us that people haven't ever had to defend in the NFL because of our running quarterback. And so their matchups in Baltimore... Really, with motions and shifts and the things they do in Baltimore, they get you if you divide the field in half they'll get you know five guys on one side and six guys on the other side, and they'll motion and shift and and do something quick, and then they'll use a running back as a lead blocker and run the quarterback and all of a sudden on that five man side, you've got seven on five it and it's fascinating to watch how they get number count advantages on you. Kyle Shanahan does that without a running quarterback. Using his wide receivers and everybody else, and the amount of edge presence, and the amount of angles, and the amount of leverage wins he gets based on motions and shifts and the way they run the ball is incredible. Here's the other thing they've done. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's had a high angle spray, And I called the game a couple of weeks ago against Miami where they pulled him after halftime. He was horrible. He's still not throwing the ball with great accuracy or with great, like, velocity. Because he can't drive off his back foot. You can see it on film. He just can't. They went from wide handoff stretch, zone stretch, everything is pitch and toss. He just turns around and flips it. Even on 15, even on tight zone, he flips it. So he basically said, hey, Kyle, uh, th- this the Kyle Shanahan basically said, "Hey, our quarterback's having a tough time getting out from underneath center and handing the ball off, so we're going to take that off his plate so he doesn't re-injure that ankle or, or uh, ankle or or aggravate it during the course of a game." It, it, and I think he was twenty of twenty-five. Ten passes were behind the line of scrimmage. He had one pass that he threw that was over fifteen yards. Through a, I, I think that was a locker route they threw. But the bottom line is. And in the last two weeks, he hasn't thrown the ball past 10 yards. And yet they're just absolutely putting it on good teams. Now, New England, hindsight being twenty don't look good. But they put it on a damn good Rams team. I mean, they put it on a Rams team without ever throwing the ball beyond 10 yards. I mean, it's like what he is doing coaching-wise based on, and again, it comes down to mitigating your own issues. And exploiting the issues of the other team, he is phenomenal. And obviously, Seattle—it speaks for themselves. What Russell Wilson's doing, the connection he has between he and DK Metcalf, and then he—he well, he and Lockett are just like I always say this—they're from Narnia, or they went to the—you know the, they went to Hogwarts together. They're, like their connection is on—it's un, unreal. Speaking of New England, you had a chance to take a look at them. Because you were prepping yeah, 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 for the forty nine ers so you watched the San Francisco New England game. What what's going on there? Because you and I both this off season said, Ah yeah, New England they'll win nine games just out of habit. They'll fall out of bed and win nine. I'm not right. so sure right. of that anymore. What what do you what are you seeing there? Well I, is it all Cam or are there do their problems run deeper? And then, well, their problems run deeper, but they start with they start with Cam. You know, I, I mean, ultimately, it's a mechanical issue. Um, when you when you have supreme a supreme gift and supreme talent, Mike, when things break down, like your default mechanism when you've when you're a, a quote unquote trained quarterback, your default mechanism is from the neck the the neck up. It's your brain. It's how do I shuffle? How do I get out of harm's way? How do I throw the ball away? How do I manage the game? When you're a, it, when you're an extreme, when you're one of the top 1% of athletes in the world and you've been made a quarterback because you're such a great athlete, oftentimes your default mechanism is from the neck down. Let me go make something happen. Let me go make something happen with my body. And listen, Cam has been injured the last couple of years. And mechanically, when you watch Cam... There are times where he just in the pocket swings his hip open, he gets lazy mechanically, um doesn't drive the when you swing your hip open like, i I'll liken it to being a pitcher and obviously, you know having a son that pitched in the big leagues and and being around pitchers and, and kind of understanding the mechanics of throwing. when you swing your hip open, you don't stay closed. It's a complete power leak. Arm gets long. And you get underneath the football. You don't stay on top of it. So you can't drive it. So when your arm gets long, if you're a little bit late, it's, you know, high and outside. If you hold on to it because you know you're late, you know, you know your arm is dragging behind your body. Then you pull it down and low and it bounces off the turf. And I can't tell you how many just Aaron, like errant throws. I think he had I think he had three picks before he got pulled in the third quarter and then Stidham came in and threw a pick just awful like easy throws that are so far off target and that was pretty consistent throughout that day which put their defense in harm's way and their defense didn't have an answer for the running game that that Kyle devised both with the running backs and both with the wide receivers you know whether it was uh, whether it was Ayuk that was running the ball whether it was Debo Samuel running the ball um they just had a they just had a really good plan but it all starts with how many different looks and how many different ways they can block you and they can create a favorable matchup and to where you're playing essentially in the run game on your heels. It's its impressive to watch. It truly is. Um, more on New England and how vulnerable they are when we get to our moneymaker picks because they get a huge one with Buffalo. Uh, speaking of big games, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, are, are we at the point... This early in Lamar Jackson's career that he is so dogged by what's happened in the playoffs that it leads people like me to say, you know what? He could have a really big game this week and Baltimore could win. And I'll still be like, yeah, but. I'm 100% with you. Until you can show me that you can consistently operate from the pocket and tear people up in that in that part of your game. I understand when you're running the ball exceptionally well, Mike, and all the play action that comes off of that. Because what do you get? Yeah, you, know, you get a single eye safety. You're getting people trying to defend the run, and you're getting one on ones in the seams. You're getting one on ones in the crossing routes. You're like you're throwing to wide open receivers, and he'll he'll rip you apart in that part of the game. But all of a sudden, when that's not working, and you got to throw a layered route, you know you've got you know one guy. You know, you're throwing some type of combination. Maybe it's a curl flat combination, or maybe it's a you know where you're trying to feather a feather something down the seam to a tight end, and you've got a linebacker underneath. That's where that ball has got to have enough trajectory to get over the linebacker, but come down enough to to be in front of the safety. Like that, that's a layered throw, and those things are hard. Or maybe it's a flat corner route. You know versus a cover two where the corner's actually sloughing off because it's third down and seven, and he knows if you throw it to the flat he's going to rally up and make a tackle so he's so it's got to have a beautiful you know there's got to be beautiful touch and beautiful timing uh, until I see him do that on a more consistent basis I'm with you I just look at the playoffs and go you know I' don't, you get really good teams if they have a concept to shut you down like what happens because honestly, if they're up by ten they're i mean they're a bitch they're un- they're a, they're almost impossible. If they're up by ten, because you start counting possessions, you're like shit. We only got, you know, we only got five possessions left. We got to score on every one of these. But now all of a sudden, if they're down by ten, they're in trouble. They're just that the, the ebb and flow or the 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 juxtaposition of playing with the lead versus playing behind. That's two entirely different football teams. You know, the great Bill Parcells likes to say, "You are what your record says you are." The Steelers are six and zero, but are they? A six and team to you, to you? Yeah, because they have one. They have the quarterback. Obviously, they've gotten some great production out of some of their receivers that they went out and got. Juju Smith Schuster's out there again. This uh, this Claypool kid has just been unbelievable. They've got others, but defensively, man, they're gonna pressure you. Yeah. They're gonna sack you. They're gonna hit you. They're gonna get. They're gonna get extra opportunities. They're gonna steal two possessions a game for their offense. And as long as you do that, you're gonna be great. Speaking of great. I'm I'm awesome on the moneymaker right. place. You, all you know, who's right. gonna, but joining us right now, one of our great friends from um Superbook, America's best bet, it's our friend Jay Cornegay. Jay man, how are you, buddy?
0: All right. We survived the worst Sunday of the year for Sportsbooks with all those favors that came in. We didn't get any upsets. I'm gonna tell you, that reverse call, that penalty against the Seahawks, when Medcalf scored that late touchdown, I mean the whole room. <laughs> erupted out here and i'm sure it was very similar to the uh uh, atmosphere other sports books all across the country because every book in town or probably every book in the country needed the cardinals and uh, we were fortunate because that saved us uh, quite a bit of money but we survived it okay i mean people don't i'm not looking for tears i'm not looking (laughs) for sympathy i'm just trying to explain the situation you know well, speaking
1: of tears, you're on the right program because my partner uh, over there is crying the blues right now because his picks suck. My my, my record is I, – I don't know if you could be any more shockingly average or mediocre than I have been thus far. I am 8, 10, and 3. 8, 10, and 3. That is like, – That I, I, I mean, I'd rather be – I think I'd rather be like 2 and 19 rather than just being so shockingly – Average. So uh all right, here we go. Let's see. I love, I love the three ties. You know, it's Saban
0: <laughs> you know, once said half a loaf is better than right, a nut. Right,
1: right, right. I mean, I'd like to think at some point in my race against Mark these uh these ties will eventually benefit me, but right now they just look they just look ugly. So uh all right, time for time for me to bounce back. Um, for twenty years the Bills have been the Patriots' you-know-what. And, boy, the Patriots are vulnerable right now. Uh, the game's in Buffalo. Can you imagine if if Bills' mafia was allowed to be out in force for this one? I think Buffalo smells blood. Um, they're, they're only giving up three and a half. I like Buffalo. Um, the Rams going to Miami. Now, if this was Ryan Fitzpatrick playing, I'd probably look at it differently Tua making his first start I, I just think that that's a that's a tough ask for a guy going up against a Rams team that is solid as this uh, I get the Rams only having to give up three and a half there I'll take the Rams and uh, I will go with a dog I think uh, I think Chicago's a pretty solid team uh, especially defensively they're at home against the Saints team that's been kind of up and down this year I get the Bears plus four and a half I'm going to take
0: Chicago yeah, Mike. Uh, I, you know, looking at that, that first game, the Bills and, and Patriots. That's just a, a kind of a funny looking game. I mean, it catches your eye. It right? does. I mean, yes. We're so used to all these years, you know, seeing the Patriots being a huge favorite over the Bills, and now we got the Bills laying three and a half against the Patriots. I mean, for once, for once, we might need the Patriots. In this game, you know, <laughs> I mean, but New England has a lot of problems and, and, you know, they, they can't hide them. It's not just the, the quarterbacking. They got a lot of issues on both sides of the ball. I mean, the public understands what the Patriots have gone through over the last couple of weeks. I mean, you know, the Broncos pretty much controlled that game as a 10 point underdog against them. And then the 49ers just blow them out. So there's not a lot of respect on, on the New England side. As far as the Rams and Dolphins, I get it. This is more of a wait-and-see approach for a lot of people. There's not a lot of action on this, as you mentioned, Tua's uh, starting, and we're not sure what we're going to get out of him. Uh, They're coming off a bye week, and it's like I said, it's just a wait-and-see approach on this game uh, with the Rams laying three-and-a-half at Miami. And I agree with you with the the Bears plus four-and-a-half against the Saints. And the total has really crashed in this game. I think it was 47-and-a-half. It's down to 43-and-a-half. It's pretty much weather-related. They're expecting some weather up there. Uh, but the Saints have been, I don't know, in, in escape mode. They, they keep squeezing out these games. They get, got by Carolina last week. They barely got by the Chargers. Chargers should actually should have won that game. As I think uh, Bagley uh, missed a, a field goal late, second, last-second field goal. To beat them, and uh, the Saints ended up winning in overtime. So I love the Bears four and a half. Mike, I love the pick. I'm gonna go right now. I'm gonna go three and oh. Oh, boy! Oh, do I need that? Oh,
1: yeah. You said that oh. Mike was gonna be good last week oh. too, Jay. So hey, listen, oh. I, I get it. You know what? You Whew, pick on. sigh of relief. You guys are are picking on the the king of the hill. I mean, uh, Mike ten or eight, ten and three. I'm thirteen and eight. And, uh, you know, hey. half the time I pick with one eye closed easy as a head that wears the crown. Yes. And, and by the way, by the way, you know, <laughs> I always come up with a theme to my, today. My theme is go big or go home. All right. I'm all over the favorites and I don't care what the points are. So here goes the, uh, the key If you guys want to make money stick with me. I've got the Packers giving up six and a half to the Vikings. There's something wrong with the Vikings. They're just not very good. Packers are rolling right now after that, uh, hiccup to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I think are going to become one of the best, one of the best teams or have become one of the best teams in the NFL right now. So I've got the Packers minus six and a half. Then I'm going to stick with it, even though it cost me last week one. I cost me going three and oh. But the Jets, they're dreadful. Giving up 19 and a half to the Chiefs. The Chiefs did nothing offensively. They're back home. I'm telling you what, the Chiefs are going to win by 20. I've got, I'm, they're going to win by 20. I'm taking the Chiefs, go big or go home. And then lastly, hey, the Giants have just basically mailed it in. They had their chance against Philadelphia and somehow they found a way to lose that game. They traded away their best pass rusher. Um, I, I the Buccaneers minus 10 and a half. That defense is absolutely unbelievable, the way they create turnovers, the way they blitz their scheme. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. I mean, I think he's in one game, what has he started, 16, 17 games? There's been one game that he's ever played where he didn't turn the ball over. One. He'll turn it over three times. The Buccaneers roll in this one by 20 as well.
0: Well, think, i got to say that uh, you are a huge chalk eater <laughs> at <That> first glance <laughs> <year>. here. <laughs> That's a lot of wood there that you're laying. But, uh, you know, the first game, that Packers game, i, I got to agree with you. You know, I don't like to lay a lot of points, especially in a, a divisional game. And as you re- remember, the first game of the year was the Packers and Vikings. And, and, you know, the Vikings just got hammered. And I know that a lot of Sharps love minnesota in that game but they're certainly off that wagon right now uh this will probably be the biggest game for the books in the morning i mean everybody's on on the packers and i have to agree i I think that the vikings have nothing to offer right now they have no mojo there's a lot of people looking at each other doesn't matter what side of the ball they just don't have a lot of confidence as a team uh chiefs man you say they're they're laying 19 and a half here in the super contest and you say they're going to win by 20 so you got a lot of room there to work with Um, yeah you know they that
1: whole half i got a hook to work with that's all i need is a hook jay
0: that's hey listen
1: man that's how i'm winning
0: this is such a this is such a silly game you know it's like oh my gosh you know kansas city's coming in there it's like do we have to play this you know but you know i know what they want to do they want to get in there they want to get out of there without any injuries but historically these gigantic dogs have a very good record. So I, I there's no way I could lay 19 and a half. I don't care who it is. It always looks like it's very easy, but the Chiefs just want to get in and out. Buccaneers, hey, late breaking news here. I'm not sure if you guys heard this, but this was just announced just a little while ago that one of their one of the Giants offensive linemen has tested positive and now four, I think, offensive linemen are in quarantine. So we're going to have to watch out for that one. That that game could be moved to Monday, Tuesday. We'll see. But I, I I understand. I mean, Tampa Bay looks really good. They're really physical. I mean, just totally beat up Green Bay, Las Vegas. I mean, back to back solid wins. They're certainly getting a lot of support for uh, you know, from the public. I'm Giants don't really have much to offer, but ten and a half, you know, that's coming off a, a, a couple of good wins tends to go the dog way. So I think the Giants somehow are gonna cover this game. So Mark, sorry, one and two. Mike's gonna pick some ground up this week.
1: All right. Well we'll see exactly how that and, and, and by the way, if uh, if that game got moved to Tuesday, we all win. One, it's a Tuesday game. Two, it's the only game in town and three, it's the glorious nature of Tom Brady. Just getting to stare in those uh getting staring those baby blues on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh Whoa. man. Whoa, It's going to be beautiful. Hey, Jay, man, we really appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Jay Cornegay from uh, Superbook, America's Best Bet. That's Superbook. And, Jay, um, I mean, he always sides with you because he feels sorry for you. Oh, is that what it is? I'm getting the sympathy. You're getting the sympathy the, the vote, pity, from, the the pity vote. Well, yes, that's exactly oh, what man. you're getting. See, you know what? I think I speak for America right now. They want to see you get knocked down a peg. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Get in line, America. Oh, get in line, have America. A taste, uh? Yeah, come get a taste. <laughs> all right, for everybody involved. For, uh, God, I've uh, never wanted it as much as I want it right now. For uh, for all our present for our presenting sponsors, uh, all the great folks, Superbook and. Uh, And uh, a sweet sweat. We just thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week.